Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning, actually a Sunday afternoon. We'll put this one up. When we get done uh, recording, thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. Want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee. Oh, we got to save them. We got to come back to them a little later in the show, as you know. Uh, let's start with College Corner. Hope you guys were able to take advantage of some of their great specials on Black Friday, but it's the holiday season. So, you know, specials will be coming all year all month long and you've got to get the gear you've got to get the stuffing stockings stuffed for your bulldog fans in your family so college corner is the place to do that two locations to serve you in the jackson area they are in ridgeland by fleet feet they're in flowwood by the half shell and they are always online at collegecornerstore.com restaurant tyler is starkville's flagship restaurant we're taking it back robbie we're taking that term back all right some other people use it Erroneously, erroneous. We're taking it back here. We're going to some people that have some people that have a college full of kids from Texas and Tennessee and Georgia. Delusional is what they are. That's right. I'm delusional about a restaurant Tyler Blue Plate. I think about it constantly, and I'm gonna go. Maybe I have to go this week to get to grab one. And also, don't forget this week. If you saw on Twitter last night, Coach Coach Chris Jans took his wife out on a nice date, and you're like, "Where is that? That is at the guest room. That is Miracle Under Maine. They they really turned it into a a real Christmas wonderland down there. And of course, they got some great Christmas themed drinks, some great Christmas themed dishes. So it's a lot of cool stuff going on. It's a great holiday tradition here in the city of Starkville. Check that out at the guest room and don't ever fail to check out restaurant Tyler. Thinking about a quick, quick lunch today. That's also a great lunch. Firehouse subs is the way to go. And of course, this holiday season, if you're having the party, if you're in charge of bringing food to your Christmas party, a firehouse subs party platter is a winner. That's like Santa coming down the chimney when you show up with one of those. So call your local firehouse subs and get a deal on a great party platter. Location, Starkville and Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Floyd, and Madison. That is firehouse subs. <sighs> you know, there just isn't anything like the Saturday after Thanksgiving, after an Egg Bowl win. It's just it's just the most stress-free Saturday. I just got to enjoy all of the college football. We had a great Thanksgiving meal, fantastic food. Um, I couldn't have been happier. I passed out in my chair with one guest remaining. That's always a good sign. You know who 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 was the one guest? Lee Battle. Lee Battle just decided to hang around. He, he and I, we, we were watching LSU A and M, and finally the turkey and the, the and the mac and cheese and the rolls just kicked in, and I was like, next thing I know, I hear him. He's like, "All right, man, I'm getting out of here," and I was like, oh, 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 oh. "All right, all right, good to see you, good to see you." <laughs> I was out. He was ready to take him a nap too. I bet. Man, he ate two. He ate two plates, and he was just like Brian. The itis is kicking in here really quick. Like Thanksgiving food is 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 itis heavy. 
No, no I had two really good Thanksgiving meals. Yeah, on Thursday, Thursday, and then uh, Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Well, awesome. Good for you. This is this, this is the best time of the year, in my opinion. All right. We got a lot to talk about uh, on today's show. A lot of we got a bunch of random topics. Not not like a real heavy topic to get into. Um, as we're recording, it's about twelve thirty Sunday afternoon. The USA Today coaches poll has come out. Mississippi State has returned to that poll, ranked twenty fifth. We are awaiting the AP poll that should come out in about twenty seven minutes from now. Robbie, you said earlier you think you had State twenty third in that poll in your in your ballot. Yeah, I think that's where I had them. That's probably uh, going to be again dropped on this out, and I got and I moved uh, um, Mississippi State in there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think that that's 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 probably again the low twenties is where they're going to be. Um, no real surprises there. I, I will say the only surprise I had in the poll, and I, I don't know what yours was, I didn't ask. I really think Michigan should be number one. They have a case. I had they, a number they two. They went on the road to, to the number two team in the country and humiliated them. No, they absolutely have a case. Yeah, I would have I, Michigan I, one. but I personally went with Georgia one, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to fault anybody if they decide to put Michigan up there. They've, they've been really impressive. And so, doing what they did yesterday, because – Ohio State has not played good at all in the last few weeks, mm-hmm. but it's still Ohio State, and you went to Ohio State and really mm-hmm. took control of that ball game. That was impressive. That's probably the most impressive win of the year. So I got to tell you about this. You know, I, I'm, I do my college football pick with my friends, right? And I told you I've been I've been speaking of which, by the way, congrats to Robbie Falk, winner of the 2022 Thunder and Lightning pickup. His meal will be on my dime very, very soon. We might have to go to the guest room. We can do that. I mean, I've been been holly jolly. I mean, I'm good with it. Well, the weather outside is frightful. All right, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, So we'll see Chris Jans there. Maybe so. So I I do this pick them, right? I have been dominating it all year. I had already clinched uh, victory in this thing. Uh, I was up uh, 11 games with nine or 10 games to go. So I'm, I'm going to win the overall group, right? But I wanted to finish strong. I was 0 for 9 this week. I literally did not get a game right. Let's just go through it real quick. Oh, my I took, gosh. I took Ole Miss minus 2.5. I took Arkansas minus 3.5. I took Florida State minus 9.5. I took Clemson minus 14.5. I took Georgia minus 35.5. I took Louisville plus three and a half. I took Auburn plus 21 and a half. Thanks for the late touchdown there, Nick. I appreciate that. I took LSU minus nine and a half, and I took Vandy plus 13 and a half. Oh, my goodness. Oh, for nine. I still won. I still won overall, but my goodness. That, that's rough. It all caught up Which to that, me like, once. I mean, who, who could have predicted some of these games, though? Yeah, you know? I mean, I mean, I, pit, I had uh, Florida State. Way, but, yeah, for, what, what was the Florida State score? They won by seven. Crap! It was seven and a half okay. spread. But yeah. no, what did it close? Nine. It, was, and a half it started here. at seven and a half. It's, I don't know. It started at nine and a half. Here is what I have. Okay, but I mean, Clemson. Nobody could have predicted that. Uh, LSU. Nobody would have predicted that. And I, I mean, losing Hendon Hooker, I would not have predicted Tennessee to beat Vanderbilt fifty-six to nothing. Yeah. Like I had that was that's rough. Let's see. I had I think one win. What was the Bama score? We I had Bama here uh, minus 21 and a half and they won by 26. 20 I'm sorry. They won by 
Oh, they won by 22. I lost on a half point. My God. Okay, so the only thing – I got I got two right in the SEC. I got uh-huh. Tennessee, Vandy, and I got Florida State. I really thought Vandy would show up and, and have a, a, a good game. So I thought it would be a little bit better, but the guy that was bad. Against the backup quarterback, who I think is really good, but still. Yeah, yeah but still. So, anyway, I, I just thought – I thought that was funny that, like, all of my uh, – all of my pick luck ran out at once on me. So stay back into the top 25. And of course, that affects bowl uh, situations. And, and honestly, this weekend, as you know, Robbie, was about as bad for Mississippi State in terms of bowl situation as it could possibly be. You watch LSU lose. That puts them out of the top 11. They will take the Citrus Bowl spot, especially once they lose to Georgia. Now, if they beat Georgia, everything is sort of different. But I don't think that's going yeah. to happen. Uh, they're getting a New Year's Six game if they beat Georgia and right. Georgia. Well, yeah, they would. The they would get. The, they would get. That's an interesting thing because you would if if LSU now with three losses, right? They can't get into the playoff, so you would have yeah. the college football playoff without the SEC champion. But the they I don't think LSU would jump from thirteenth to like fifth with three losses. So what that means is you would have the Sugar Bowl without the SEC champion. That's where Alabama would go. Yep. Alabama or Tennessee? Alabama's ranked higher currently, right? Uh, It's college football playoff rankings that matter, so I'm I'm not sure. But they probably are. They'll probably probably be ahead of them. So Alabama to Tennessee, and then LSU would go to like the Orange Bowl. So that would be really weird, though, to have not only the playoff, but the Sugar Bowl with no SEC champion. The SEC champion goes to like the third bowl there. And then Tennessee, yeah, Tennessee was 10th, Bama was 7th. So Bama yeah. would get the sugar. And then at that point, Tennessee, you know, is probably going to move up a little bit this week because of the way they played. Tennessee would also be in the New Year's Six. And that would putting a fourth SEC team into it because Georgia's in the playoff regardless. And then I think, I guess they would go to like Fiesta or something like that. And then South Carolina would be the Citrus Bowl team. But. So LSU is going to fall out of the out of the uh, New Year yeah. Six. Yeah, because they're, I mean they're already they're already out as it is, and then when they have a fourth loss, they'll for sure be out. They will be going to the Citrus Bowl in all likelihood. So you know, early in the day when South Carolina beats Clemson, you're thinking, okay, South Carolina now eight and four, they'll get the Citrus Bowl. State will probably go to the Outback Bowl, but then the LSU loss drops everybody else down a notch. So now it's looking like Jacksonville. And I think Houston is still on the, on the docket. I, I still hold to my my theory that I've been holding to for three years now that state has not been to Houston yet in this in this bowl tier. They've been to Memphis. They've been to Nashville. They've been to Jacksonville. They've been to t- to Tampa. They haven't been to Houston. That's the one they have not been to. Eventually, they're going to have to go. I don't think Vegas is an option at this time. I, I feel like I, I think that's going to be Kentucky. To be honest, Th- these are my bold predictions. Uh, let's just sort of go through them and tell me what you think. I think Georgia's in the playoffs, Alabama to the Sugar, Tennessee will go to the Orange, and then you'll have LSU in the Citrus, South Carolina in the Outback. State is probably going to go to the Gator Bowl, I would think. And then you have, I think Kentucky maybe goes to Vegas. You go Florida to Music City. And then you go, what, Arkansas to Texas. Ole Miss to Liberty. That sound about right. Ole Miss from the Sugar Bowl to Liberty Bowl. There will be some 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 people having to eat some words about how important Liberty Bowl bids are uh, on that one. And then uh, who am I leaving out? 
Missouri. Missouri is in. Missouri is probably Birmingham. Bum. Yeah. Or does Missouri go to uh, Missouri could go Liberty. to Texas. Well, Missouri Texas. could go to Texas over Arkansas, and they could send Arkansas to Birmingham. Arkansas to Birmingham, yeah. Because uh, what's the what's the tier there? Is there a tier? There is no the same? tier. There is no tier. The same that, thing. That that's and people. I know, and I know obviously in in perception, right? And I say I keep saying Outback Bowl. It's the ReliaQuest Bowl now, but in perception, there is a difference between going to Tampa and going to Memphis, right? We yes. all know that. But in the SEC's eyes, these bowls are all in the same tier. There's no difference between the Liberty Bowl and, and the Outback Bowl in terms of selection. So they'll just send you wherever wherever you want to go, wherever they want you to go. Well, I think that uh, it really feels like State is either Outback or Gator. Yeah, it feels like State will be in Florida one way or the other. Yeah. Texas is and, probably the uh, the the outlier, the, 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 the long shot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, to me, I know Citrus is a, is thought of he- ahead of the other two, but mm-hmm. there's not just a huge difference no. to me between those three Florida Bowls. C- Citrus does have, like, the, uh, the the disclaimer that we take the highest-ranked SEC team not in the Access Bowls. It's right. fine. It's fine. Citrus Bowl has always been a place where you thought the high, a highly-ranked SEC team would go, and you'd like to go there. And you would yes. have gone there if – Chalk had held yesterday. If if South Carolina had lost and LSU had won, I think State would be sitting pretty to go to the Citrus Bowl. But the college football gods did not smile on Mississippi State on Saturday. So, Do you think that's a, a heavily attended bowl game for State fans? In Jacksonville? Jacksonville or Tampa? I don't know. You know, Jacksonville is different because that would be State's, what, fourth Gator Bowl in the last 12 years? I mean, that that's a lot. That the, that you're you're going there a lot, so I don't know about that one. Outback, you know, you went what it's, three is years? It four, yeah, it is four. I guess they played in yeah, seventeen, ten, too. twelve, seventeen, and now this year, if it yeah. happened. And then Outback, you or ReliaQuest, whatever Tampa, you were there obviously at the end of the 2018 season. Um, I think some of it depends on the on the opponent. There was some talk that it might be Mississippi State Notre Dame in that Gator Bowl. If that's the case, that is a once in a lifetime kind of thing. Like, I don't think State's ever going to play Michigan again either. So the chance to see Mississippi State, Mississippi State play and probably beat Notre Dame, that's something that a, a Bulldog fan should say, look, I want to be there when that happens. That, yeah. that's, that's a ticket that should sell. Now, or could they be playing Clemson? You know, Clemson, if they lose to North Carolina, would Both be... Both those are fun matchups. Yeah, those are matchups that, that you would enjoy, so... You know, I don't get too caught up in bowl ticket sales and things like that. I, I feel like, you know, nowadays, more or less, bowls are just about TV anyway. But a trip to Jacksonville may not be the most entertaining, but it has some entertaining matchups, possibly. The 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 Outback, the Tampa, you're talking about a Big Ten team. Hmm. It's I don't think Penn State's gonna play in an access bowl. So who's the next highest rated Penn, you know? Team for uh for the for the Big Ten is it is it? Um, I was looking at the USA Today poll, right? So obviously Michigan's going to get in the playoffs. Ohio State would go to the Rose Bowl. Uh, Penn State would Penn probably State. go to like the Cotton Bowl. Well, they would probably go to like the Cotton Bowl. They're ranked seventh. Oh, that's true. So the next um, big the next Big Ten team that's ranked, there isn't a next Big Ten team that's ranked. Uh, so then look down into the into the uh, Illinois. Illinois or Iowa? 
Illinois versus Mississippi State is not a very attractive matchup to fans. I'll just, just be honest. So, but it's a game you think State could win and go to nine and four. So, yeah, interesting. Bert. Bert. We love Burt. Not a great Thanks record against me. Mississippi State either. Of course, that was no. under Mullen and uh, it was all under Mullen now that I think about it. Had a so good State. 2016 game, though. <laughs> so, where do you just looking at the, these these bowl projections? Where do you think Mississippi State? If I, if I made you put it down today. Probably Jacksonville, mm-hmm. if I had to guess. I think uh, South Carolina, maybe to the Outback or whatever it is now, mm-hmm. uh, in Tampa. That's that's a uh, a game that they've played in before, I think. So I mean, it, it seems kind of more, like more natural, I guess. Right. But that's at this that's, point that's, the only game they hasn't been in is the Texas Bowl. Yeah, I think those two are going to share Florida bowls. Mm-hmm. South Carolina and and also LSU too. I think they're going to get yeah. the citrus. LSU so, has they almost have to go to citrus. Yeah. Gosh, man, how much different is this season if State just wins that game? Oh, if they win, if they beat Kentucky, so if State they beat, beat Kentucky, Kentucky and you beat Kentucky and LSU and you're well, I mean, LSU is. I'm I'm not going to go too far down the regret path of of LSU, but it's LSU. But State was, had a better chance to win that game than they did Kentucky, in my opinion. I, I, we didn't see anything in that game against Kentucky um, that gave you a lot of hope, but State was actually winning that ball game against LSU for most of the game. If you take care of the football and that punt, I feel like State has a better chance of winning that game than did Kentucky. But I don't disagree uh, with what you're saying, but it, but for me, it's it's LSU. It's in Tiger Stadium. I, I was never going to predict State to win that game. But the Kentucky agreed, game, but it was it was more yeah. there was more of a chance they were winning that winning that game. When you look at the two games, put them together, there's more chance they were going to win that game than they were Kentucky. State would be in the top 15 right now if they had beaten Kentucky. Yeah, perception would, is way different on this team. They were 16th when they lost to Kentucky. They probably jump up to like 12th or, or 11th beating Kentucky on the road, right? Now you lose to Alabama and you lose to Georgia. That, that probably slides you down. Not a ton, though. Maybe like 18 or 19. And then you beat Ole Miss, who would have ranked, who was still ranked. You probably right now are like 16th or 15th. You never would have fallen out of the top. You 25. never would have fallen out of the top 25 at any point. And yes, then right now you would be locked in for even with even with LSU, you might still be ahead of them for the Citrus Bowl in terms of if they're going to really go with that that highest ranked team because LSU if they get pounded by Georgia and they're sitting there at 9 and 4, you could be ahead of them. Mm-hmm. But it's all for naught at this point because you didn't win those games. And, and you know, again, that's sort of the frustrating thing talking about Mississippi State football this year is you said it on on uh, on our Friday show. The, the term is right. Meat left on the bone. There was quite a bit of it this year. They they did not they did not get down to the bone on, on a lot of these things uh, this season. But here's the thing, you know, you go win your bowl game. Nobody really cares about right. – um, all the other stuff. I mean, there, there's going to be a few people that are going to be critical about letting some games go, but at the end of the day, if you win that bowl game, you've won four out of their last five games. You got a bowl win. You get the nine wins for the first time since 2017, and you have a lot of momentum going into next season. I, I really believe, just as I did last year, that this bowl game matters for Mississippi State. It means something. Eight wins is, is really good. Uh, you go eight and five, that's still a good season. But nine and four, the perception of this program moving forward is to Huge. me is is much different. You're a top, probably top twenty team preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're going to get a lot of uh, 
positive puff, I believe, with um, most of your offensive starters coming back. And mm-hmm. you got a chance to get some good transfer portal guys. So this is a big, big game for Mississippi State. A, a nine and four Mississippi State team, a team that wins its bowl game, should be preseason top 20 next year. Yeah. Should be preseason top 15, to be totally honest with you. So, I mean, when you, and, and I talked about this you know, on, on Friday Sports Talk when, you know, he, we were asking, is Ole, was Ole Miss overrated? And I was like, Ole Miss was overrated from day one. They should never have been in the top 25 to start the season. A team that had to replace as much as they did that's not named Alabama or Ohio State. They don't get that benefit of the doubt. I like Kiffin. I think he's a good coach, but you don't get that kind of benefit of the doubt. And they proved it. They proved it by, by the kind of season that they had and the way that they finished once they started you know, playing uh, better competition. So speaking of Ole Miss, we, we kind of got to go down this road here, right? Looks like Kiffin's staying. Looks like it might be freeze to Auburn. There is a huge amount of backlash against you, Freeze. It looks like John Cohen has messed up another coaching search. I can't say I'm surprised. What are your thoughts on on the on the debacle that's happening over on the plains of Alabama? I mean, they had it all set up like it was pretty much like a can't miss, but we should have known better. And it might all still work out for him. But you had the first names that came out were Lane Kiffin. Hugh Freeze and Deion Sanders, which you felt pretty good about all three of those as far as, you know, running a program and all that stuff. And now you're sitting here. Lane Kiffin apparently has said no. I don't know if that's just, you know, Auburn moved on from him or he himself uh, said no. I, I don't I don't know the details to any of that. I would assume that there was kind of a mutual parting of ways there. But anyway, it looks like Hugh, Hugh Freeze is the next in line. There's a backlash that seems to be very similar to Greg Schiano at Tennessee, mm-hmm. and we saw how that worked out. And now you're kind of in fairness, a bit. Though, Robbie. In fairness, the the backlash to Schiano was more Tennessee fans. We can do better than this guy. He's not that good a coach. With Freeze, it's people coming forward like this man is a terrible human being. Yes. I think it really kind of started, you know, some of those sexual assault victims at Liberty mm-hmm. started coming out yesterday and demanding that they, that Auburn go in a different direction. And that's really kind of sparked a movement on social media. Yeah. And, I mean, that's a big deal. You have to have the support of your fan base, the head coaching hire. So, you know, if Hugh Freeze comes in, you know, it, it might end up being another uh, uh, Gene Chizik getting booed at the airport situation. I don't know. But Auburn seems to do this, man. It's this so weird. They'll have they'll have these uh, you know, high aspirations for who they're going to hire and then it turns out to be kind of a dud looking hire. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, you've had your last, you know, f- three or four coaches that have competed for national titles outside of Brian Harson. Mm-hmm. Tommy Tupperville had that um he was coaching that 2004 team, correct? That was right, right, right. 13, 14, and 0. Yeah. Uh, Gene Chizik, as terrible as he was at Iowa State, won, won a national, national title. And then you had Gus Malzahn, that was a, the head coach at Arkansas State, came in and competed for a national championship right away. Played for a national title, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's just whoever they get um, has, a, has a very good shot of competing at a very high level. 
but I just don't know who they're going to hire. If it's not Hugh Freeze, who is it? Well, then we start getting into John Cohen territory, right, where he pulls somebody that you're not expecting. Bill O'Brien. <laughs> that is a John Cohen hire right there. Let Bill that happen, man. It, it really is something. And, and, and again, I, I, I really do believe what I'm about to say. He, this is not obviously John Cohen is not making this hire because John Cohen would not hire Hugh Freeze. He wouldn't. He was here when all that went down. He knows what Hugh Freeze is about. He wouldn't hire Lane Kiffin either. He told me so. I, do, I don't. I don't believe he would. Hire Kiffin is one. more palatable than Freeze, though. At least with Kiffin, like the Joey Freshwater stuff. All right, he he, he may have fooled around on his wife, and, and whether you hate that or not. That's not a crime. That's that's not that's not anything that's like just out out beyond the pale. All right. Some of the stuff Freeze has done is a little different. When you're when you're paying for it, it's a little different. Just to me. It's uh it's not the I don't think it's the stuff behind the scenes for Kiffin. I think it's how he's acting on social media mm-hmm. that's that's kind of turning people off. Yeah. I agree. And then and then Freeze is just literal baggage. I mean, he's just It's got to be with Freeze. You got to have a like before he takes the job, you got to be like, "Look, you're going to have an official Twitter account. You are not allowed to tweet off of it. You will have an intern, and all that person is going to do is quote tweet stuff with War Eagle, Auburn family. We need you here. You don't tweet. <laughs> you don't tweet." And if he says no, we're like, "Well, we can't have you then." <laughs> I mean, I don't see any other way to do it because otherwise you're going to wake up one night and he's going to message somebody or he's even searching his name and, and said something to somebody. And it's just, you can't deal with that. This, this, is, this is the SEC. Ole Miss dealt with it because they're Ole Miss. It's just it's different. Just, it's just really crazy how those two operate. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, they're, they're two completely different human beings, but at the same time, like kind of the same in a lot of ways. They are. They have. They have some similarities. I, I like. I said, Kiffin. Say what you want about the guy. He, I'm going to say. I think Freeze is ten times worse than Kiffin. As far as you know, I don't think Kiffin is a bad human being. I don't. No, he's just a little immature. He's a little immature, yeah, even at his age, and and you know, he takes things a little too personally. He's a weird dude, but Freeze is actually a bad person. That's how I look at it. So. All right, let's move on into the, the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. We only got a few days left in the month of November, which means you only have a few days left to vote for your favorite burger joint, your favorite steakhouse in the state of Mississippi. Go to msbeef.org, place your vote there. There's a quick survey to take, just a couple of minutes, and that way you're letting your favorite town, your favorite place get the credit it deserves. So many great places in our state from one side of it to the other. Every town has a favorite place where everybody likes to meet. Meat for meat, if you will. Like that? I can't. I just came up with it on the fly. If you will. If you will. Daddy. Daddy. Yeah. When I, when I like to go get a, a burger, Jack, I head over to Ed's Burger Joint in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, if you will. I so, think I'll do that this weekend. I'm going to Hattiesburg. Oh, you're over the state championships? Yep. Definitely. That's definitely the way to go. Wherever you like to go, let the folks at the Mississippi Beef Council know. Go to msbeef.org to place your vote. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. 
Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. I did not make it there this weekend. I I, I need to do that. I, I, that's it. Put it on the list. I keep a list, and I just it just keeps growing on me of places I haven't been recently. And I you know I check one off, and then it just goes right back on the list. I'm I good with going there this week, Brian. I'm I'm not gonna holler at your boy. We'll do it. We'll make it Let's happen. Go. That's not your dinner though, right? No, no, no. Okay, that's just that's just two friends getting lunch. That's right. All right, I'm down. That's just two brothers. That's, two, that's just two brothers and two brothers. He, he said it in the read. The read ends right there. Great products and great service. That's the great thing about adva- Advantage Business Systems. They have taken care of their customers for 47 plus years. Think about this. My own mother hasn't taken care of me for 47 years. Not yet. She will have in three days. But after that, but until then, Advantage Business Systems has the jump order. Something just happened. Robbie's watching a game or uh, something. Yeah, Derek Henry just had like an 80-yard run Ooh. and fumbled the ball at the one-yard line. Oh. oh. But a Tennessee player fell on top of okay. it. So. Derek Henry with 80 yards worth of speed of head start oh running straight at me. That's instant death. It was it was scary looking yeah, watching him run be. downhill. That guy's not a human being. Anyway. It was, a, it was like a little screen pass, and he just like – he was just off to the races, and the dude just popped the ball out the one. Peanut punch. There you go. Could have been bad. Could have been bad. Could have been good if they had gone with an Advantage Business System. So when you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems. And if you need service, you get to talk to the guy who made you the sale. That's the difference between being a neighbor and being a number. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The holiday season is here. I hope you, again, with Black Friday just passed, I hope you guys head, headed to the Rogue and bought some stuff. You would have saved a lot of money if you did. And this Christmas, when Dad asked for some new MSU stuff, a new MSU polo, a new MSU quarter zip, the Rogue's collegiate collection is the one to get it from. Those are the best-looking group of, of shirts and jackets I've seen, and they have the logos that the fans want. No more gigantic banner M taking up the entire like if I get the some of those those Adidas shirts make it look like I am like a small planet with the size of the logo taking up the entire shirt. It's like I'm a superhero almost. It's like look, is that Banner M man going across going across the sky? No, he just has an Adidas shirt. Don't get that. Get the cool shirts they have at the Rogue with the M over S, the State Script, the Walking Bully, lots of great stuff. That State Script uh, quarter zip. They tweeted out last week. That's a thing of beauty. Get you one as soon as possible. Get it for dad this season. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Robbie, we have to talk about Mississippi State men's basketball. They had a tremendous week last week, uh, winning the uh, the Fort Myers tip-off, I believe is the name of that tournament, uh, with wins over Marquette and Utah. It's still early. still very early in the process for Mississippi State. And I do think that, you know, this team has a flaw. And it's not the flaw of, well, they turn it over a little bit or, you know, they're not a great shot blocking team. Their flaw is they can't score. That's a big flaw to have. And in non-conference play, I don't know that it's going to hurt them as much because this isn't the strongest non-conference, although they did just dominate two teams that are usually, you know, close to the NCAA tournament. I'd say dominate. They won the games. But defensively, they I would say they dominated those games. They just had problems scoring. When you get into SEC play, obviously, the, it's going to be a little different. Those teams can score. But this team is a 
thousand times more watchable and likable just from a come to the hump and enjoy it kind of experience than they've had the past few years. Was that a what was that a transition to me? That, that was a transition to you. Okay. Yes. I was I was done talking. Sorry about that. It's great. Um as long as Mississippi State's defending like this, people are going to be okay with the offense being limited, I think. <clears throat> Anytime that you have a team, and you mentioned the term likable, Anytime you have a team that plays as hard as Mississippi State does, people tend to let some of the other stuff slide. Now, if State comes out there and, you know, they give up 70 points and they score 50, I mean, that's going to be a problem. People are going to be kind of upset about that. But what they did in Fort Myers and what they've done so far is they've just played extremely hard for for uh, two halves and found a way to win. Um, I, I think that the offense is going to get better. I, I think that this team has a ceiling offensively that it's not going to be able to uh, extend. But the defense is elite. It's a top-10 defense at this point, according to Ken Palm. They've put up some pretty insane numbers so far, and they've made it incredibly difficult to score. The other day, I mean, Utah and Marquette were both really struggling to score at times, and those are offenses that, that can score the basketball pretty well. So I think as long as they're doing that, as long as they're defending at that rate, People are going to be happy, but there are going to be some games in SEC play that's going to be frustrating because they just have a very difficult time scoring. But Deshaun Davis really kind of pulled them out of a hole the other day. They were struggling to shoot the three, and they just kept firing it up. But he was the one guy that was really hot, and they were able to to overcome a lot of their deficiencies there. So they can get some guys like that. I mean, they need a guy like Eric Reed to step up and start hitting some shots. They can get three or four guys that – can be just consistent from three-point range. This could be a really good team. I agree 100%. I, I really do like the, the 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 mix that they have, the the concoction of players. I feel like they've got a lot of great role players. They have the one star in, to, in Tolu Smith. They just need one of those perimeter guys. Not even so much, you know, star. You don't have to be an all-SEC guy. Just somebody you can rely on for 12, 13 points a, a, a game. If you can get that with what Tolu is giving you, then you really you've got something going, uh, you know. If we're going to talk about what's going to happen, you know, down the road in March, you know, I, I don't know what this team's net's going to be when they get into conference play. They haven't played a, a, a murderer's row by any circumstance. I think that's the right move because you have a team that's so you know, young's not the right word, but they're just new. You got a lot of new faces. You don't have a ton of experience. You, it's more about building up wins and building confidence and letting those guys get rolling a little bit more than worrying about your resume in year one with Chris Chance. It, 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 the NCAA tournament would just be a complete bonus at this point. Just playing the way they're playing, I think, right now, Mississippi State fans. I'll tell you this, you, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm kind of jaded by it because I'm on the message boards and I'm on social media, but it feels like there's some momentum behind fans to get behind this team that we haven't seen in quite some time. Yeah, I think so. I think once SEC play hits, I think you're going to see some big crowds turning out. I think people are starting to jump on board here, and, and they really like what Chris Chance is doing. I mean, you mentioned the schedule so far. It hasn't been bad, though. Right. Um, I, I feel like they've played, what, three teams that were in the NCAA tournament last year. Um, these teams are not teams that are you know top 25 teams at this point, but I think they're going to be – programs that could potentially get in the NCAA tournament. You know, Utah I thought was was pretty good. I thought Mar I thought Marquette's good. 
Um, you know, they played a pretty good Texas A&M Corpus Christi team that mm-hmm. was in the tournament last year. So it's been a tougher schedule than I anticipated preseason. I think they, they have a couple other um, guys out there that's going to be tough in the non-conference. But you get out of this thing with, with one loss um, or, you know, maybe even undefeated in non-conference mm-hmm. play. Yeah. You're looking at a really good setup for the potential trip to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I agree. Because, I mean, if you can finish 500 in the, in the league, yeah, that's going to be enough. And it, the good thing, that this, this is something I believe about basketball is when you play defense every night, it shows up, right? You're going to have some games where you just frustrate your opponent and they and, and you and you get the win. And the SEC in basketball, not exactly the SEC in football. I mean, right. you know, there, there's, you know, Kentucky's going to be good. I'm sure Florida and Tennessee are fine. Auburn will probably be okay. But there, there's just not... They're just not unwinnable games. You know, in football, we look at the schedule like, okay, Alabama, Georgia, probably not winning those games. You don't look at it like that in basketball. You don't. So I like what Chris James is doing a lot. I like what Sam Purcell's doing. I know he's got a couple of losses, but they've been to pretty good teams thus far, both both ranked at the time they lost to, the, to them. Um, and it's interesting. They're so different, right? Feels like with Jans, you have a veteran head coach, right? A guy who's been a head coach for a long time. He's just more about getting the recruiting piece. He needs to start getting some 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 better players in, and with his coaching, you know that's going to work. Purcell, you don't have any worries about the recruiting piece, right? He's already he's got the commitments and signatures of four uh, really good players. It's more about this is his first time being a head coach, and he's got to start figuring out all of that out. Once you do that, you feel like you got the best. So it's interesting to see how different Jans and Purcell are. And yet, they're both showing some early signs that they were good hires and they're going to work out for Mississippi State. Yeah, Purcell's kind of a lot, a lot like Jans right now. They're, the defense is kind of carrying them. Yeah. Carrying them. Uh, I think they have a little more potential offensively than the men's team do. But, I mean, at the same time, it's really hard to compare the two sports. But just you know, compare, comparable to the rest of their competition, both of them are defensive minded at this point that are they're kind of struggling to score against good teams and that's something that um for the women specifically they're going to have to work on they're going to have to become better offensively against some of these really good teams because right now the defense is kind of carrying them and that's what hurt them uh on saturday against nebraska and that loss yeah all right let's wrap up the show talking about something important let's talk about something important Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Coffee is for closers is brought to you by our friends over at Strange Brew Coffee House. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over here at Strange Brew Coffee House in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Duncan. Duncan? Yeah. Where's that? In Bolivar County. Didn't I say Bolivar the other day for something? Or did you have Bolivar County? I said Bolivar, I think. Yeah, but I'm saying, didn't we have something? Yeah, yeah. We had had another city from Bolivar, our city, I should say. I said it was Gunnison. Gunnison. Yeah. That's correct. I'm I'm just hitting up Bolivar County right now. All right, wherever you are this holiday season, if you got a coffee lover in your life, shop at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. And pick them something up. All the great coffees that are brewed every day here in Starville and Tupelo, you can get them at at your own house every day if you just shop at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. For State, 
I mean, don't I have to kind of go with Will Rogers? It's just, it's just not his best game. You know, State kind of won in spite of Will, I feel. Now, he did throw two touchdown passes, but the three turnovers, he took some sacks he probably didn't need to take. It, it, just not his best game, you know. But I think Will Rogers will probably tell you, I'll play poorly every time if we can win. I'm, I'm pretty sure that is exactly the quote he would give us. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that he wasn't happy with his performance. It, it, it wasn't a great game by him, but I thought he – kind of kept his composure for the most part in the game and came through with you late down the stretch with the exception of that fumble. I thought, you know, fourth quarter was pretty solid from him, uh, just other than that fumble play. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a a great game. I thought he played better in 2020 as a freshman there. No doubt. For the SEC, we have a lot of options this week, right? Obviously, LSU could be right there. No question about that. Arkansas could be right there. Florida could be there. Even Vanderbilt, say what you want. You lost 56 nothing. Uh, you know, everybody was sort of getting positive about Vanderbilt again, and then you reminded them that you were Vanderbilt. But friends, the Ole Miss Rebels get no coffee this week. Let's take you back a month when they were 7-0, and it was going to be national championship time in Oxford. Well, a funny thing happened on the way to the national championship. You see, when you start believing sometimes, it goes against you. And what we got to watch in 2022 was what we got to watch in 2012. Mississippi State did it in 2012. Ole Miss decided to pick it up 10 years later. They believed, and they lost four of their last five. And honestly, if they had played anybody other than Texas A&M in that that one win, they probably would have lost that too. They would have lost it. still almost lost it. And they still almost lost it. and then I thought Kiffin, and I said this yesterday, or I'm sorry, on Friday, Sports Talk Mississippi, the way Kiffin has acted towards John Sokoloff, John, Lane, you, make, you, you were making 7.5. Now you're going to be making 9.5. All right. Thanks to John in large why, part. Why are you the way that you are, Lane? Just, just, just shut up. And the whole, let me, I got to find this tweet. I, I got to read this tweet because. It's just incredible to me that that somebody was told this and they believed it enough to tweet it. Bruce Feldman did this. I want to say this, and y'all are gonna have to excuse my language, but as a bullshitter myself, this is next level. Lane Kiffin told me that he informed his players this week prior to the Egg Bowl that he was staying at Ole Miss and he was waiting until after the game to announce because he didn't want to deflect any attention away from them or the game. Come on, on, man. Bruce Feldman is a smart, good college football writer. One of the best. And he, I mean, I guess you have to, if the guy tells you that, what are you going to do? You're like, well, that's what he, I mean, the first four words are Lane Kiffin told me. It didn't say I believed that Lane Kiffin's when he said this, but. He didn't want any focus on himself as he's. As he's out here retweeting memes. memes. Yeah, no. Hey, no. wouldn't wouldn't have say come making a public statement that I'm staying at Ole Miss and signing your contract extension? Wouldn't that have galvanized your team and your fan base? What a I mean, load of crap! The people that the people that just thought, yeah, he's waiting until uh, game time to sign the extension in the locker room and show everybody he's yeah. signed the extension. Why would you do that right before the game when all week when you've been preparing for this game? You could have come out. You could have signed a contract extension. 
You could have had everybody on board going into this ball game. Nobody worried about where Lane Kiffin's going. He didn't do that. So it's not John Sokoloff's fault that all this stuff happened. It's Lane Kiffin's fault. And yes. I, this, I mean, the stuff that people came out thinking, you know, Kiffin's just trying to, you know, focus on the game. He's got a pro mindset. What a joke. Pro mindset. What a joke. Pro mindset? No, sir. He yeah. could have signed that contract extension, which he still has not signed, by the way. Yeah. Still, as you, we speak, it's one fifteen on Sunday. And it, I mean, he even talked about it. He's like, why do I need to sign a contract extension? I, I've signed one last year, and here we – I mean, the contract extension is basically a little affirmation for fans and people like that, that mm-hmm. your coach is committed. Let's also throw in throw in all the fans who spent the weekend crushing Kiffin or spent the week crushing Kiffin's resume. Oh, he's never beaten a team with a winning record, and his best win is what? And this guy, <laughs> you know. And now, yeah, okay, that's the that's the, that's the guy you're going to pay nine point five million a year. Justify that. Well, it's just the, it's the same routine. It's it they, they did the same thing with Hugh Freeze. They protected him at all costs, and then when that stuff happened, they trashed him. Mm-hmm. And now this is those same people now are are demeaning him and talking about how yeah. you know he's really not that great of a coach anyway and things like that. So it's just a it's a never ending cycle. They end up coming around when it's all said and done to what everybody else has said about their coaches and and things like that. Eventually they will come around and everybody will hate Lane Kiffin mm-hmm. and that fan base. But for now they're they're back on board with well you know he never really accepted anything from Auburn. He might have talked to him behind the scenes, but he's been committed to Ole Miss. He turned him down in the end. Yeah, okay. Exactly. On the national level, Ohio State, what a fraud. So, the Big Ten championship game isn't this weekend. It was yesterday. It's Michigan versus Ohio State, and that's what it's going to be every year until some things change. And so, if you're good enough to win that game, you're good enough to win the rest of the games, right? So if you're good enough to beat Ohio State as Michigan, you should probably be 11 or no coming in. If you're good enough on the other side, same thing. But Ohio State is not good enough to beat Michigan right now. Michigan knows how to play Big Ten football, and that's a thing. They just punched Ohio State in the mouth over and over. Watch the game. All Michigan's doing is running the football and throwing deep. There's nothing. There's nothing fancy about what they're doing. And they just humiliated Ohio State in their own in their own home stadium. Well, after a year of talk from Ohio State about how they're going to get revenge, you know, Dave Portnoy. I, first off, you know the Mincy uh, Brandon Walker stuff was great from the Egg Bowl, but Portnoy killing uh, Big Ev on Saturday. I mean, he's right. Ohio State's a fraud. So. There to my national uh, no coffee, no coffee in the Buckeye State this week. And there you have it. I'm good with it. All right. Tomorrow's show, no picks because Robbie has wrapped that up, but we will definitely have plenty much a lot more to talk about. Plus, tomorrow, the I, I believe the uh the 2022 men's basketball debut of our one and only correspondent. Oh, actually, I take that back. We have a second correspondent here on the show now. We have our senior officiating correspondent, Bill Reno what we deal with on Twitter, on social media. But, of course, our first correspondent, our game correspondent, Future Brian, will recap Mississippi State's men's basketball game uh, from Monday night. So, plenty to talk about tomorrow, plus Future Brian will be on the show. We'll talk to you then tomorrow. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.